Welcome back to Cross Coast Sports. Um, it's been a few weeks, but we're dropping a new season now. Um, Adam is not with us today. It's just me and Noah chilling here. Welcome back, yep. Noah. It's been a while, but you know what? We're here now. You know, I'm in Israel. You're in Philly. The times are t- are, are hard to deal with, but like, it's okay. We'll figure yeah, it out. It's, it's tough to balance a seven-hour time difference on one end and then a full Penn State schedule on the other end. But we're, we're managing. We're managing. We're back. And we're going to kind of jump along to a lot of different things. We'll have a couple new segments that we'll talk about. Should we just talk about them now? Sure. Let's do it. So in this season, we're bringing a couple of new segments in to spice everything up a little bit. The first one is going to be a Twitter-based segment. So if you follow us at Cross Coast Sports on Twitter, if you see any insane Twitter takes that you want to send us, we'll be searching ourselves, we'll bring one in, and we'll go on a rant about it. And it'll be pretty and we'll, fun. Uh, we'll talk about it. <laughs> yeah, that sounds a little more gentle. We'll talk about it. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> and just kind of uh, enjoy it. We're going to do a little segment to kind of roast ourselves or praise ourselves, depending on how you want to look at it. This new segment is going to be called um, Ice Cold or Burning Hot. So for Ice Cold or Burning Hot, since I'm doing the editing every week now, since I have the time for it, um, I'm going to be going through and I'm going to take one of our takes that was either good or bad. Maybe from two of us, maybe from all three of us. Depends on how many bad or good takes we have. And um, we'll go back on it, look at it, roast the person who made a bad take, praise the person who made a good take, go over what went wrong, go over what went right, and um, it'll be a lot of fun. I can't wait to hear these bad takes that we've had from the past. Uh, there are so many of them. <laughs> oh, yeah. We can, we'll can. we also be occasionally bringing in a very old take every once in a while if it's relevant. It'll be a lot of fun. We'll see what stupid things we've said. Um, And hopefully you guys can laugh at our expense too. Also on our Twitter, if you follow, if you find the clip that you want to submit for uh, Burning Hot Ice Cold, send it to us. We'll be there. But let's get back into it. We're going to do a little jump around to NHL, NBA. If we have time, we'll do a top five power rankings, but we probably won't have time this week because we got to do picks and winner and loser pretty condensed episode coming back yeah there's a lot to talk about so let's start in the nhl um it's been an interesting year for the nhl i would say there's been a few surprises and we're gonna talk about them so noah what's a team that you would say has overperformed or been better than expected this year i think that there are definitely a couple of teams you could choose here for example the wild are one of them you could even say the Panthers, although I think a lot of us knew that the Panthers were going to be kind of good this year, but I'm going to go over to the Pacific division. You could choose the Ducks if you wanted to, but I'm going to go with the Flames. I mean, listen, the Ducks, the thing with them is that they're a young and improving team. You know, a lot of these teams who are young and and want to make the playoffs, you know, they're going to start off strong. It's not out of the question, but the Flames, they really seem to be on the downward trajectory after last season, right? They missed the playoffs. They 
have had a lot of talks of like trading Johnny Gaudreau, um, Sean, Sean Monahan. Jacob Markstrom has come out of nowhere and become the Vesna favorite. Uh, I don't think anyone saw that coming. Um, they got, you know, Mark Giordano left uh, in the expansion draft this past offseason. I don't really know how many people were picking the Flames to come out and be this good this year. I, to me, it's very, very surprising. You know, they have some depth on their roster. They're a solid team, but they just looked like they were on the downward trajectory at the, after last season. And you know what? They've come into this season and they've played well. Personally, I don't know how long they're going to be able to keep this up. I don't trust the Flames, but I'm going to give credit where credit's due. They've played very, very well so far this season. Yeah, I mean, with the Flames, we've been talking about Johnny Goudreau being this transcendent player for the last however long, pretty much since he's been drafted. And this season, he's finally starting to put together a serious season. He's got 29 points already. And that front line of him with of him with him and Tachuk, they're really getting it done right now. I'm sorry. And I'm sorry. I can't I can't let you get by with that. that say say his name again. Chachuk. That is Thomas, just not at all how you say it. <laughs> Thomas. Thomas. I give it to me. I, I oh God. Kachuk. I was close. Thomas Kachuk. <laughs> Thomas. How did I, I say it? No, it's Matthew Kachuk. I don't know why I thought it. I thought it was an alliterative name, and I've got the name completely wrong. It's okay. Um, yeah, Kachuk and uh, Kachuk has been a really good supporting piece to help Johnny, Johnny Gaudreau. And you know, the Flames are finally starting to do what they've been expected to do when they drafted Johnny, Johnny Gaudreau. I can't even say Johnny Gaudreau. I keep saying Johnny, Johnny Gaudreau. They've been. They're doing what they've been expected to do since they drafted Gaudreau. I don't know that they'll keep it up. I agree with that, especially considering the other teams that are lurking in that division right now, Um, Mm -hmm. Edmonton, Vegas, among them. But, you know, for now, we got to give them credit where credit's due. They're off to a great start. Yeah. I'm going to go with the Minnesota Wild. You mentioned them already, but I'm going to go with the Minnesota Wild. Obviously, they were surprised last year, but given that they're the Minnesota Wild, I don't think that we expected them to come in again and be looking strong. Their defensive record is a little bit concerning, but they're scoring a lot of goals. Kirill Kaprizov is fantastic. Oh, he's he's unbelievable. Yeah, I, I don't know how they got him, to be honest with you. I mean, what convinced the man to sign in Minnesota is beyond me. No, no offense to Minnesota. I have a lot of friends over there. But, yeah. I mean, they're off to a really hot start, and he's been a huge part of that. Yeah, I mean, Kaprizov, he is the sole reason the Wild have turned their franchise around. I mean, listen, they were nothing two years ago. Absolutely nothing. And last year, they throw this guy in. See see what happens. Kirill the thrill, man. The dude is electric on the ice. Um, yeah, I mean, the Wild, definitely a surprising team. Kaprizov, not surprising. The dude is going to be a superstar for years to come. And Honestly, I'm happy for Minnesota because they haven't had a superstar like this in their entire franchise history. So we'll see where it takes them. I'm excited for Minnesota. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, they've been grooming hockey players for years out of Minnesota and never had a good hockey team to show for it. I hope it leads to more success down the line for them as well. 
And yeah. Kirill Kaprizov, 100%, is going to be the center of that. Yes. Who's your Best, uh, uh, garbage surprise so far? My garbage surprise. That is going to be the New York Islanders. Uh, ah, we're on the same wavelength there. Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, what else is there to say? The Islanders were a game away from the Stanley Cup Finals last year. They kept basically the same roster coming into this season. Barry Trotz is still behind the bench. They have practically the same exact roster with maybe a couple of additions who I'm not remembering right now, but... I mean, Sorokin, he's been great for them in net, but the rest of the roster, they're just underperforming, plain and simple. Like, I understand that playing your first, what, quarter of the season away from home is tough. Yes, absolutely. And then COVID hit, I get it. But listen, when you were a win away from the Stanley Cup finals a year before, your fans and organization and the NHL in general has expectations for you, right? You, you're, you are expected to be near the top of your division. And right now, the Islanders are not playing anywhere near that. I mean, not just one year ago. They were also a game away from a Stanley Cup two years ago. Two games. Two, well, they were in the conference Same, finals. same thing. Yeah, um, same thing. And, you know, I mean, Jordan Eberle, I think, was a huge part of that team. Um, yes. So losing big him to loss. the Kraken was, was definitely a big deal. But they lost 11 straight before their win recently. Yep. It's just not going to be good enough. They, they're they 29th in the league in the power play right now. And I know, I get it. They've had their difficulties. But you would expect this team to be fighting through them. Again, especially given that you have a very good head coach in Barry Trotz. It really is a disappointment. I don't know that they're going to get their act together. I have trust in Barry Trotz as a Caps fan. Always have, always will. However, I have had my doubts about the Islanders roster for a long time now. So it wouldn't be surprising to me if they didn't turn it around. All right. Yeah. I have, well, you stole my loser. We could just talk about another team that's disappointing. We could. I was going to look at the Montreal Canadiens, but I feel like that's unfair given that they haven't had Carey Price. We, um, the, the Habs are a mess. We don't need to get into that. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Carey Price is coming back soon, which is good news for them, but I don't think that this was too much of a surprise given, you know, the short layoff from the Stanley Cup run. I'm rocking my Habs shirt right now, by the way. Nice. <laughs> um, and again, given that the core of their team, Carey Price, has been out the entire season so far. Yeah. I'm going to go it's with tough. the Flyers. The Flyers? Yeah. Okay. I know we're not expecting them to be the top of the East, but they were a one seed two years ago under Allen with a lot of promise. And Travis Konecki has been okay. Claude Giroux has been okay. And they've shown some potential here and there. They've had a few decent stretches to start the season, but now they've had to go and fire Vigneault in the midst of a terrible stretch. And I mean, look, they went out and they made an acquisition of Cam Atkinson, which I thought was a good move, but they're just not performing well. And I don't think that they're in the mindset to turn around. I think they may have to tank. Two years ago, they were the one seed because of the COVID rules, right? I, I get they were on the upsurge as, yeah. as the season was being cut short, right? They were on the up and coming. They were looking to, to get that top spot in the division. Let's be honest, right? They got that one seed because of the tournament, the, the round 100%. robin. No, I'm yeah, not going to disagree mean, with you on that. 
again, not disagreeing. They were 100% on the upswing that season. They looked like a really dangerous team going into the playoffs. But I think we saw the real Flyers last year, right? Mediocre can be a dominant team sometimes, but for the most part, I mean, it starts with Carter Hart, right? Yeah. I mean, Carter Hart, since his, what, first, second seasons in the NHL, he's been bad. He's been a bad goaltender. Yeah. I mean, one, that needs to be fixed. Two, defense, lackluster at best. They tried to improve it. They got some big-name guys this offseason, right? But clearly hasn't worked yet. Uh, JVR needs to step it up. He has that big contract. He scored, like, maybe four goals this season. Um, No, the Flyers are underperforming, 100%. But at the same time, I think this is kind of what the Flyers were going to be. You know, like, Vigneault... Good coach, solid roster, but in the Metro, I just, I had my doubts with the Flyers. So this isn't as surprising as it is for a lot of people to me, but definitely more disappointing than they should have been. Fair enough. I respect that. I know it's early, but any favorites right now going forward? I mean, you can't count out the Avalanche. You can't count out the Oilers or Golden Knights in the West. I think in the East, you have to take a look at the Leafs, Panthers, Lightning, and Caps. And you can throw in the Rangers and Hurricanes as well. I think the Rangers are really dependent on if Igor Shosturkin can keep this up for the entire season. Don't get me wrong. He has looked unbelievable in that. But I think those are really the top teams that you have to look at. Personally, for me, I think the best team in the West is the Avalanche. And I think the best team in the East is the Panthers, in my opinion. Wow. I like the Panthers, yeah. I'm surprised you did not go with the Capitals there. Yeah, I'm a little surprised as well. However, I see enough flaws on the Caps roster where it's it's hesitant for me. I respect it. I respect it. Not going too high on your team. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the NBA and do the same thing because they're yeah. at about the same points in the season. That's the great thing about the NHL and the NBA, that they yeah. start around the same time, 80-ish games. Always linked up. Always linked up. Um, who would you say has been overperforming the NBA so far this season? I mean, can we look at anybody but the Cleveland Cavaliers? Who saw this coming? Who, who saw the Cavs being a playoff contender? Not me. I can tell you that much. I mean, listen, Evan Mobley, he's going to be a great player. Jared Allen, already a very solid player. Colin Sexton sucks that he's done for a year, but done for the year, but, you know, great player. Cavs, who else? Kevin Love, Chetty Osman, a lot of very average guys, in my opinion. I, I don't know how they're doing it. Ricky Rubio's solid. They have a good defense, but uh, the Cavs? They haven't had a 40-win season without LeBron since 1998. I mean, how crazy is that? I love you have to include without LeBron. (laughs) I mean, let's be real. Their entire franchise up to this point has been LeBron James. Oh, yeah. No, I'm I'm not disputing that. I just think it's Yeah. (laughs) I'm not as surprised by the Cavs personally. I really liked their young backcourt of uh, Colin Sexton and Darius Garland. Hope Sexton gets better next year. I forgot about Garland. He's a great player as well. He's a phenomenal player. But to me, what's really been surprising is, A, 
I roasted Jaron Allen for being the hundred million dollar man. <laughs> yeah, we both did. We both yeah. did. <laughs> um, put that on freezing cold, burning hot. That's ours for yeah. the day. Jared yeah, the Allen, entire dollar man. The entire episode name. <laughs> yeah, that did not age well. But Mowgli is phenomenal, mm-hmm. absolutely phenomenal. And Ricky Rubio, Chetty Osmond, and Kevin Love have been surprisingly adequate. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't want to insult them. I think that's the best compliment you can give those guys. But I don't think the Cavs are going too, too far, but I really think they'll make the playoffs. They look like a team who I think is capable of making at least something happen in the playoffs. I think they'll get, they can get out of that play in tournament for sure. Yeah. I mean, listen, the way they've been playing this year, I could see it. However, they're still the Cleveland, Cleveland Cavaliers. I'm not going to trust it until I see it. You know, it's the Cleveland curse. You can't, you can't, unless there's a superstar who transcends the Cleveland curse, you can't bet on the bet, bet on the Cleveland curse, but against the Cleveland exactly, curse. exactly. Um, my surprise team is the Memphis Grizzlies. We know how good John Morant is. No one's debating that. But for the last couple of years, we've been wondering what they're going to put around. Them. Is it Jaron Jackson Jr.? Is it Brandon Clark? I mean, they put the they put Stephen Adams in there, but what's really been surprising to me has been their other guard play. I mean, Desmond Bain has really stepped up, and and so is Dylan. Dylan Brooks is still good. D'Anthony Melton has stepped up too. It's the backcourt for the Memphis Grizzlies that has really taken a step forward and propelled them. And we just watched them go on a three-game win streak without Ja. They beat a team five. by 73. Five. Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry. Five. five. They went on a five-game win streak without Ja, including a 73-point win. I get it. The yeah. Thunder were depleted. But still, 73 points is if you're, if you're in the NBA, you can't lose a game by 73 points. No. Um, even the process Sixers never lost a game by 73 points. Yeah, that's that's even more surprising. <laughs> right. But I think it's a testament to how good Memphis is. And top to bottom, they just have a lot of very good players. You look down the roster and you see guys like Xavier Tillman and Tyus Jones and Jared Culver. I don't think they're quite up there with the class of the West, like the Suns, the Warriors, or the Jazz. But... They're certainly better than the Mavs. They're certainly better than at least a few other teams that we thought were going to be there. And I think they can make a little bit of noise in the postseason. I think they'll win this series, honestly. Yeah. I mean, listen, we're, I think we're kind of vice versa here. You said you weren't that surprised by the Cavs. I'm not surprised by the Grizzlies, honestly. I really like them coming into the season. I mean, obviously, John Morant is a beast. Uh, Jaron Jackson was improving. You know, we didn't know exactly what we were going to get from him, but we knew who was a talented player. Yeah. Dylan Brooks broke out in the playoffs last year. We saw it. He's going to be, he can be a great two-way player. I mean, like you said, De'Anthony Melton, Jarrett Culver, Brandon Clark, Tyus Jones, Xavier Tillman, Kyle Anderson, Steven Adams, all guys who can contribute to a guy like John Moran. You know what I mean? Like, you build around a superstar and you have the right guys there. And I think the Grizzlies are really starting to get to that point. Like you said, I don't think they're near the class of the West. I don't think they're even close, but they could finish as the four seed. 
They could finish at a high seed and win a playoff series. Who knows? I really like the Grizzlies. I, I do too. I hope they play well going forward. I'm a huge John Morant fan, by the way. I don't know if people know that. How can you hate John Morant? I know that's that, that's that's true. I I remember watching the first time I watched him was Murray State's first March Madness game where he put up a triple double, and I'd like I you know how like you kind of like follow a player when you see they're doing well. Like I'd yeah. seen that stuff until I watched him play and the guys he was playing with. I had no idea how good he is. He's John Morant's a beast. He's fantastic. Yeah. Um. Moving on, kind of the opposite of John Morant here. Let's talk underperformers. Who you got? I could go with the Detroit Pistons, but are we really surprised? <laughs> I was. I would not. I'm not surprised at all. I, I thought no. that would be an absolute disaster. Yeah, I did too. Um, I don't think this is surprising, but I think I'm gonna go with the Pelicans on it. I didn't think they were gonna be a good team coming into this season, but I mean, I didn't think that they were gonna be this bad. Obviously, Zion has yet to play. We don't know what he's going to bring to the table once he comes back healthy. Ingram, uh, he's an obvious beast. We we know what Brandon Ingram brings to the table. But everyone else on this roster kind of sucks. I mean, listen, you've got guys like Josh Hart, Jackson Hayes, Devontae Graham, who for some reason they paid a ton of money to. They traded for Jonas Valanciunas, Tomas Sadoransky. What else is there to say, man? I mean, I don't know why people were like, ooh, the Pelicans are a sneaky team. Like, no, no, they're not a good team. They made some weird moves in the offseason. I think they thought Kira Lewis Jr. was going to be a lot better than he is right now. And that was a mistake. The Zion thing is a disaster. Yeah. It's, it's, I feel for Zion, but I mean, the dude's putting on weight. First, they had to teach him how to walk right. Now they have to teach him how to eat right. He he probably wants out at this point, if we're being realistic. I mean, let's be realistic. I don't think a single player on the New Orleans Pelicans wants to be on the New Orleans Pelicans. <laughs> no, and I'll be honest, I don't really know why they got rid of Avin Gentry. Like, I understand he wasn't getting them to new heights or whatever, but he does the job pretty well and considering where they are now and considering what he's doing with the Kings, it looks like a terrible move. I've always been a big Alvin Gentry fan. I understand why that, why they got rid of him. It's a young team with an old coach. Uh, I get it, but yeah, I mean like clearly not the right move. Their roster weirdly constructed. I mean, really the only guy they have is Brandon Ingram right now. Healthy. Yeah. That's it. You're not going to win games with Brandon Ingram as your best player. I'm sorry. No disrespect to him. It's just like, it's not going to happen. No, he's a good number two option, but he can't be Bradley Beal. No. I guess he can. He's basically filling the Bradley Beal role right now. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know, man. Pelicans are not a good team. Who do you have as a disappointment, though? I have the Boston Celtics. Mm, Good one. I know they're not a disaster. They're still technically in the playoff hunt. But let's be honest. For the last four or five years, we've expected them to be championship contenders with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. I understand Jalen Brown has been in and out of the lineup. But Jason Tatum has been bad for stretches. Like, he's had – he's the last few games he's heated up, I'll give him credit, he is – tried to put them on his back as best he can, 
But there have been stretches where he has been awful. And they need him to score 30. The sad thing is they need him to score 30 points a game to win basketball games. Um, Dennis Schroeder has not been very good. Marcus Smart is declining for some reason. I mean, I don't really know why they brought Al Horford back. I think that they just thought that it would work because it worked in the past. It, Al Horford's way past his prime. He's proven that. Mm-hmm. And if you look at their roster depth-wise, there is nothing on that bench. I have a question for you. Mm. Is this a Brad Stevens effect? I think it is. That was, I think that, no no shade to Ime Doka. I don't think this is his fault. Mm-hmm. Brad Stevens is not a good general manager. You know why? Because he's a coach. You're not supposed to be a general manager. Danny listen, Ames is doing a perfectly good job. I mean, listen, I I don't like to use the argument of he's a coach, not a GM. Look at Pat Riley. He was one of the best coaches of all time, and now he's one of the best GMs of all time. Like it, I don't like to use that. But I think taking Brad Stevens away from the bench is affecting the players. I think that's more what it is than Stevens as a GM. I think it's both. I mean, look, Pat, but okay. How many Pat Riley's do you see? Uh, sure. Sure. It's, it's a, you know, shining example, but like, he's I'm the exception. Not the rule, I think I, I get that. Mm. But, and I think you're definitely right. I think they definitely do need him on that bench, but like he hasn't made moves to improve the team. And you're right. I mean, look, they're not a well-coached team right now. If you looked, they had an argument probably what was 10-ish games into the season after Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum were jacking up 70 shots a game. Yeah. And again, Tatum has become more effective with the same volume, which has helped. And again, I, I understand Brown's been injured. I don't think they work together. And I know the Celtics have been saying for years they're trying to build around the two of them, but... I think Tatum's the guy that they're going to build around. I think Jalen Brown's going to have to go. I don't know if the Celtics are prepared to make that move or willing to make that move. And I think it's going to cost them a playoff spot if they don't do something before the trade deadline. Yeah, I'll be honest. I have no clue how to fix the roster. I just don't think they have any depth. I mean, that's been their problem for the past six years. They don't have any depth. It's all about Tatum and Brown. And listen, Brown is hurt. Tatum's been inconsistent. There's a reason why they're not playing well. You want to get into the NFL? I don't think we have time to do a top five power rankings this week. We can uh, we can see if we have time at the end. You're right. Good call. Let's do picks, yeah. though. Okay, well, first, first, oh, updated standings. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> well... Well, actually, let me update them quickly because I forgot to do that. Okay, so updated standings. It's been a while, guys. Um, Julian, for the most part this year, has been in first place. Up until that is no longer. I have moved into first place now at 119.74 in one tie. (laughs) And then Julian is in second place at 116.77 in a tie. And Adam is in third at 114.79 and one. It's close. It's close. I mean, look, it's not over. 
I will. I, I boldly said I was going to bring it back last week, and I could have if I had gone with my gut, but yeah. I didn't. I tried to go with my brain, and that did not work. But <laughs> we're back for another week of picks. The NFL has been absolutely chaotic this year. The Detroit Lions won their first game last week. It's It's been a great season. Oh, yeah. I, I Probably one of the best, in my opinion, in recent memory, memory just because of the parody that's been around the league yes. this year. Yeah, there is at this point in the season, most years, you can probably point to at least two teams that you are positive are going to be in the AFC or NFC championship. Yeah. And I don't think in either conference, there's a single team you can point to and say, this team is going, this team is going, this team is the favorite to go to the Super Bowl right now. I agree. And it's been fantastic to watch the Cardinals who should be favorites have been up and down kyler murray's been injured which tends to happen every year oh i'm um, sorry up and down oh look they haven't played their best the last few weeks necessarily they've looked better oh. since they looked good last week when kyler murray came back and they got a big showdown this week with the rams which we'll get into but i think i mean look right now they're probably the best team in the nfl but i'll be honest i'm not convinced by them either dude did you did you really just say that we haven't looked our best the past couple of weeks when we had D Hop, Kyler Murray, JJ Watt all out? We had I'm Colt not, McCoy starting at it. I'm not saying I didn't say I literally explained. You know that's why. Okay, all right. We we'll still we still went two and one. Yes, but you played the Panthers, Seahawks, and Bears. The Bears. We got Kyler back for that. Well, you won. I mean, sorry, I yeah. was looking at the last three weeks. You said the last three. Um, yeah, I mean, well, sorry. During that stretch, you played the 49ers, Panthers, and Seahawks. Not much better. Exactly. Um listen, you guys have a- listen. Any any games that in your division that you can win with a backup quarterback, that's no, I agree. impressive nonetheless. I agree. I'm just I'm just you know pointing at the competition. Okay. But any okay. given Sunday, let's get into let's get into picks. Fair um, enough. First up on the docket, we got Steelers Vikings, an interesting one. Dalvin Cook expects to be back. The Steelers coming off a home win, which is much debated between me and Noah whether or not Sean Harbaugh should have gone for it there. Um, for those who don't know, the Ravens down a touchdown scored with about you know negligible time left on the clock. And decided to go, instead of going for the tie to force overtime, they decided to go for two for the win. Didn't get it. The ball bounces off Mark Andrews' hands off of a errant throw by Lamar Jackson. And the Steelers walk home winners. Let's talk about that for a sec. Because we've debated it. We did. We did have a good debate. Let's have another good debate. (laughs) Let's have another. Uh, That should be a segment. (laughs) Look, I understand not having your second day. And that Deontay Johnson, not just, I'm not going to say the Steelers offense, Deontay Johnson. Let, let's be real here. It was purely Deontay Johnson who sure. burned them for two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Yeah. That being said, you have to trust your defense. And here's why. Overtime is not a coin flip anymore. Out of all the overtime games this year, only three have marched down the field to win the game. Okay? And one of them was mm-hmm. the Baltimore Ravens. Now, 
I, based on Big Ben, the fact that he's retiring at the end of the year, the fact that his arm has looked like a wet noodle, and the fact that, you know, he moves like a brick wall. Right. I would not trust him to win an overtime game. On top of that, I didn't like the play call. Back to you. We'll, we'll get to the play call in a sec. Listen, I like the decision to go for two there. I am in the minority there. I know I have gone on Twitter. I'm well aware that every single person in the world is shitting on John Harbaugh right now. I like the decision. I like it. I wasn't watching the game because it was like 2 a.m. and I didn't feel like staying up that late. But like, listen, it was ballsy. It was ballsy as fuck. And I, I love that from John Harbaugh, right? You're, you're going up against the Steelers, probably your biggest rival, right? You want to win the game. You're already top seed in the AFC. There's so much parity in the AFC, right? There's a lot of room to come back if you do end up losing this game. I like it. Why not just go for the win right now when it's right in front of you instead of hoping you win the coin toss and having to put together another drive down the field or losing the coin toss, hoping your depleted and injured defense holds up. I get it. Ben Roethlisberger, not a good quarterback right now at all. I more trust Deontay Johnson and Najee Harris, right? Listen, when the win is right there in front of you, two yards, you have to get two yards to get the dub. They almost got it too. Listen, the analytics, win-loss percentages, yes. Go for the extra point, kick it, go to overtime. However, I f- like the percentage that you might win the game right then and there is going to be higher than if you kick the extra point and have to go through overtime. I don't think it is. I'll give you the numbers on that. Ravens are 33% on their two-point conversions this year. Okay? This, 33%. Okay. Whoa, 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 hold on, hold on. Let me finish, let me finish, let me finish. You're counting on one play against an, one play. That's it. You get one play. Mm-hmm. And you call a pass? No, listen, Julian, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not saying I liked the play call. I'm saying I like the decision to go for it. I don't like the decision to go for it. The other thing you have to look at is, yeah, the Ravens, there's parody. You know what the Ravens' last five games are this year? At Cleveland home against the Packers, at Cincinnati, home against L.A., and home against the Steelers again to finish the season. That's a the, brutal. The Chargers, I'm assuming? No, the Rams. The Rams, really? Yes, they have a home game against the Rams. Oh, that was probably the 17th game. Yeah, that's, that. the, that's the 17th game. Um, or it's the 16th game of the season, but it's the 17th yeah, yeah, yeah. game that they added in. Um, so with that being said, You need to take the safe bet here. And in my opinion, the safe bet, kick the extra point, one of two things happens. I try you trust your defense to get one stop and your quarterback to win you the game, or you trust your quarterback to win you the game. And I don't think, especially given with what they called, that going for two was the right decision. Again. Not the biggest fan of the play call. I think they definitely should have ran the ball with Lamar Jackson because he is their best player. However, again, 
the play worked, you know, he, it was a little bit of an errant pass and that just allowed it to bounce off of Mark Andrews hands, but they had the two points in front of them, right? A, a better executed play would have won the game. Well, to get to that, if you're executing a play and you're talking about execution, what is the best play for you to execute? What's the easiest play for you to execute if you're the Baltimore Ravens? It's a run. No, I understand that. I'm just saying the play call in place had the defense beat. Yes. That's all all I'm saying. But it didn't work because your quarterback is not the best. Yes. Passer, you didn't have him doing what you did best. I understand the route scheme worked and all that, but it's the wrong play call at the wrong time. You need to take that game to overtime and win in overtime. That's the right decision there. They didn't do that. And now they have a brutal five-game stretch with a one or two with a one game lead on their division. And now they're tied with the Patriots for the for the bye. If you if you win this game, if you make the if you take the safe bet and win this game, which I think they would have won that game in overtime. If you take that bet, that safe bet, win the game in overtime, you have a two game lead on the division. You basically knock the Steelers out of the playoff race. And you will have a lot of more momentum going forward into a huge game against the Cleveland Browns. Listen, we could debate this for a long, long time because I don't think either of us are going to budge on this, but I like the decision to go for. I mean, we saw, what, two, three years ago, the Chargers and Chiefs. Chargers scored a touchdown to tie the game, and they went for two, and they won. You know, like, you're going to praise the guy that made the right decision when they win the game, and you're going to shit on him when they don't. It's just how it works. I think that's different circumstances. But we'll, we don't need to debate it anymore. It's okay. We'll, we could spend probably another 30 minutes debating on this, honestly. We're both that yeah. stubborn, <laughs> and we both have a lot of good arguments. Um, <laughs> but let's get into picks. The reason I brought up that game in the first place is because yeah. he was playing the Vikings on Thursday Night Football. Dalvin Cook is back. Who you got? I'm g- I don't think I've picked them once this year. I'm going to go with the Steelers in this one. Uh Vikings coming off a loss to the Lions. I don't care that Dalvin Cook is coming back. The Steelers and TJ Watt are going to win this one. Yeah. Damn, I need the points. But I'm with you. Um, I don't think the Vikings are a very good team. Kirk Cousins has been great. They don't have Adam yeah. Thielen as well this week. Yeah. I don't think. Um, he got hurt in the game against uh, the Lions on Sunday. Pretty early on, honestly. Um, but the thing with the Vikings is, is their defense is really underperform. Their device, their defense is not very good. I mean, Mike Zimmer is a defensive guy. We expect better from him in that regard. And they have this high flying offense with a ton of talent and they just can't stop anybody. They can't yeah. stop the Detroit lions on one play to win the game from the seven yard line. That was that, terrible. Oh, my God. That, that defensive call was, was so terrible. bad. Um, Excuse me. If they need seven yards to reach the front line of the end zone, why are, are you, all of your players standing in the back of the end zone? I don't fucking know, man. I <laughs> That one I cannot explain. I Mike Zimmer needs to be fired. I Did they make the playoffs last year? No. He may be. He, he may be on the hot seat if they don't make it this year. 
He is on the hot seat. He's already on the hot seat. He's, the in, dude's going to be sacked. <laughs> Very red, red hot hot seat right now for Mike Zimmer. Oh, my God. When you lose to the Lions, the Detroit Lions, that is an automatic bid for the hot seat. At least they didn't say they were going to fire him on Thanksgiving. That's true. (laughs) Shout out to Bears. All right, but we both got the Steelers on this one. Um, Our next game, coincidentally, is Ravens-Browns. Um, I'm going to go with the Ravens on this one. The Browns, they've just been too inconsistent. Um, Lamar Jackson has not played well the past couple weeks. I expect him to turn it around against the Browns here. I got the Ravens. This is a tough one. This is a really tough one. Normally I would say that, but they held him pretty well last time. Mm. And Kareem Hunt is back. Sorry. Another point to be made. It's hard to win a football game when you can't, throw the football that is pretty hard to do yeah it's also hard to run harder to run the ball when your top three running backs are all out for the season yes um <laughs> so I, i'm oh, not really I, gonna... you, you should say you should say there's second third and fourth running backs no they lost someone at the start of the season remember they lost the rounds no 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 the uh i'm talking about yeah the... i know I know you are. They're second, third, and fourth best running backs. Who's their best running? Oh, right. I'm sorry. Come Lamar on Jackson. now. Come on now. <laughs> hey, he says he's not a running back. I know. <laughs> um, I'm going to take the Browns here. Okay. I, I think, yeah, they're inconsistent, but they sometimes have games where they just beat teams to the ground. Um, and I think the Odell drama is finally out of their system. Um. Baker's been okay this season. I don't know that he's necessary. Eh. Eh. I don't. I don't know if I would describe him as okay. I would go a little lower than that. <laughs> I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt. They're six and six. Eh. <laughs> like okay. Okay. He's he's had games where he's looked good. He's had games where he's looked like um a Cleveland Browns quarterback. Yeah. Um. But the Browns are at home. I think that I think Kareem Hunt coming back will be a huge boost for them. And I think their defense is going to stifle Lamar Jackson to an extent again. And they'll actually be able to run. Um, and they're at home, which, you know, Jags-Titans. Yeah. Jags-Titans. Hmm. I wonder who I'm picking in this one. You know, I, you know what? Titans have had some trouble with these teams this year. They've lost to both the Texans and the Jets. It's been a weird year for the Titans, but I'm not picking the Jaguars. I'm picking the Titans. Yeah, I, they I mean, have a lot of guys out, but I, I'm sorry. Trevor Lawrence is not an NFL quarterback yet. No, and when you have your running back complaining he wants the ball more, that's yeah. not good for the locker room. Um, yeah. that, that also beat him by like 20 last time. I'm, I'm going to yeah. go with you and take the Titans. It would be stupid of me to do otherwise right now. Yeah. Let's move on. Raiders Chiefs. I got the Chiefs. Raiders always play them tough, but the Chiefs look like they finally figured it out. Their defense is starting to look really, really, really good. And that's scary. Um, Cause they don't, they don't need to be carried by their offense anymore. So I got the Chiefs. Yeah. I mean, I just want to say for the record, 
I told you so. Mm. Remember when I had the Chiefs in my top 10 in my power rankings? Yeah, you did. Yeah. Yeah. There was a reason for that. Yeah. We knew it was coming. They beat the Cowboys. They beat the Brakes off the Raiders. They beat the Broncos. I, I, I don't really want to say anything else about the Broncos. Um, <laughs> and the Raiders are kind of in free fall right now. Um, they just blew a game to the Washington football team. Yeah, they had that one over Dallas. But for the most part, they've been kind of mediocre lately. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think the Chiefs are going to once again win this one in the landslide. Yeah. Saints Jets. This, oh, this actually could be a trap game now that I'm thinking about it. Um, I'm still going to pick the Saints. Listen, it's the Jets. I've picked them a couple times this year. I, I, I don't, you know, trust myself picking the Jets because, you know, they're the New York Jets. <laughs> That's, that is my reasoning for picking the Saints here. This is a great time to pick the Jets because no one believes in the Jets. Um, Taysom Hill has been, you know what? Bad. Yeah, he's been bad. You know what? Screw it. I'm picking the Jets. Yeah. yeah, I saw it coming. I have to. I have to. Um, I just, I don't know. Zach Wilson has been decent since he came back. Yeah, he had one bad pick. Um, but I, I just have a feeling about the Jets. Elijah Moore has been fantastic for them the last year. Yeah, he's been um, good. He's been a real revelation. So their receiving core is looking a lot better than it was in previous years. Um, CJ, they need CJ Mosley to play. That would be huge for them. Him being out would yeah. be a big issue. But, I mean, Alvin Kamara is not playing. Wait, is Alvin Kamara back? I don't actually let – me, let me make sure Alvin Kamara is not back. Okay, Alvin Kamara's not back. Um, yeah. And Mark Ingram's still out. And just the Saints don't have any weapons on offense. Saints and are not a very good team, but neither are the Jets. I, I have I have a, I have a sneaky feeling. The Jets seem to – the Jets win all their trap games at home. They're, they're at home right now. I smell a trap here. I'm going to pick the Jets. All right. Next up on the list. Washington football team versus the Dallas Cowboys who have sunk. I'm going with Washington on this one. I like what their defense has been doing. I like, you know, Taylor Heineke has been playing pretty well, not great, but well enough. Yeah. Antonio Gibson has, is having an extremely underrated season going with Washington. They're on the upswing. Cowboys are on the downswing. Yeah, I was, oh man, I was hoping to make up a game on this one by picking the Washington football team. <laughs> Um, look, I'm not going to lie. There was a point in the season, probably about seven, six or seven games in where I was scared that the Cowboys were going to be contending to make the Super Bowl. Yeah. And then they turned into the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, it's a miracle. Um, look, Dak Prescott has not been that good. Like he, he's been carried a little bit. Ezekiel Elliott injured, not injured. What? Okay. Here's, here's. I have I have a bone to pick with the Cowboys. If Zeke is not healthy, there's a guy standing right behind him named Tony Pollard, who is a very good running back who can easily take over. 
why do you not just rest Zeke and play Tony Pollard if Zeke's not healthy? Mike McCarthy? Mike McCabbage. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, the Cowboys have fallen off a cliff. I mean, yes, they won against the Saints, but we just discussed the Saints. They're they're not very good. And Taysom Hill threw... He wanted to play for the Cowboys, I think, because he was throwing a lot of passes to Dallas Cowboys players on Thursday. Yeah. Um, they do get their receivers back, but again, look, he hasn't been terrible, but for a guy you're paying $40 million a year, Dak Prescott has not been good enough. He had a great start to the season, but he has struggled in recent weeks. Yes. It's a typical Cowboys quarterback. Yeah. Great in September. Solid in October, mediocre, mediocre in November, and disastrous in December. And uh, Washington is on a hot streak. We didn't even mention Washington's playing. Washington's playing really well right now. I mean, over the last few weeks, they've beaten the Bucks. They beat the Raiders. They beat. The, eh, they haven't beat anyone else. Out. They beat the Bucks, yeah. which no one was yeah. expecting them to do, and they've won four. Straight. Exactly. Exactly. So, look, they may actually have a chance to win this division. They Which could crazy to say a few weeks ago, but they need to beat the Cowboys twice. They do. They do. But I think they can do it. Falcons, Panthers, battle of mediocrity. Who you got? I don't know who the fuck I got in this one. <laughs> I don't know. I got, I, 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 fuck it. I'm going with the Panthers. <laughs> I don't have a reasoning. This is the most boring matchup yet. <laughs> yeah, um, this is the winner of the Nobody Cares Bowl. Yeah. Um, I'm going to also go with the Panthers. I think Cam Newton's going to have a better week. Yeah, that's, that's kind of what I thought about. That's the only analysis I can really give. And the Falcons are just the Falcons. It's a boring game. <laughs> yeah. Um, Seahawks-Texans, another dud. Another boring-ass game. I'm just going with the Seahawks. They're a better team. Not good, but better. Yeah, um, Russell Wilson finally started to look like Russell Wilson last week. Still don't think they're good enough to make the playoffs, and they don't have Jamal Adams anymore, which really sucks. She's having a pretty decent season for them finally. Um, But, I mean, Tyrod Taylor was absolutely terrible last week. I mean, they're just – the Texans are a terrible team. They're just terrible. I mean, we knew this. We expected them to win. I mean, we expect them to go winless. I may or may not have said that they could go winless. Yes. But they won two games. Congratulations, Texans, for not being – congratulations, everyone, for not going 0-17 this year. How about that? We can say that now, finally. Um, (laughs) Beautiful. So, I'm yeah, we're both going to take the Seahawks. Oh, we forgot to do Adam's picks. Adam didn't send us his picks. We'll do Adam's picks. Adam will send us his picks. We'll update the standings for you based on that next week. Adam should send us his picks. We should have told Adam to send us his picks. It's a dual error on our parts. It's all right. It's all right. Um, Lions, Broncos. I am not picking the Lions. (laughs) I'm telling you that right now. I Broncos aren't very good. It's the same thing as Seahawks, Texans. The Broncos are just better than the Lions. I'm not too sure about that. I'm taking the Lions. Oh, my God. Okay. The Broncos are bad. They're bad, but they're better than the Lions. Is bad. 
the Lions aren't good, but the Lions have shown heart. And I think that they will be motivated coming off of their first win. I think they'll get it done this week. We'll see, man. I have my serious doubts. They'll keep themselves in the playoff picture, baby. Oy, oy, oy. There's a, oh, for, for those who don't know, um, Adam sent us a graphic. There is a world with about 20,000 different outcomes um, where the Lions can potentially make the playoffs at 6 10 and 1 if they went out. Um, there's obviously, a world, there's a way. obviously, we know that's not actually going to happen, but yeah, I think they're going to win this week. I really don't think that they're. I think they're bad, but I think that they are better than people expect them to be sometimes. And I just, the Broncos are just such a disaster. I mean, how many times is Teddy Bridgewater not going to make a tackle on a guy running the other way for a touchdown? Broncos are a disaster, but again, they're better than the Lions. They're more talented than the Lions. I'm aware. And we forget about the Broncos' defense, dude. Listen, their offense, awful. Their defense, really solid. Yeah, I guess. I mean, look, I know the talent-wise, it makes sense for the, the Broncos to win this game. I just don't trust them at all. Um, Fair enough. Giants-Chargers. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know why I spent so much time on Broncos-Lions, but... <laughs> oh, we, we spent way... Well, because I picked the Lions. Yeah, gotta make it interesting. Uh, I'm going with the Chargers. This is an easy one. Giants, not a very good football team. Uh, I don't care if they win every other week, like every couple weeks, or however the whenever the fuck they win. Chargers are the better team. They're coming off a big win against the the Bengals. Easy pick. Yeah, um, I would just like to say that the week that they beat the Eagles, they did everything in their power to lose that game. I mean, if Jalen Rager catches one of those two passes. They lose that game. The Eagles turned the ball over with two minutes to go. I left my house because I thought the game was over. And next thing I know, we had the ball back and we're driving. And I heard about the two Rager drops. Um, but, yeah, the, the Chargers are a really good – not really good. They're a good football team. I think they'll make the playoffs. Um, they had a big win last week against the Bengals, which we both didn't predict, although I should have seen coming. I had it in my head and I went the wrong way. Um, but Justin Herbert's really good. And – their receivers are really good. And Daniel yes. Jones or Mike Lennon, I don't care, is not very good. <laughs> I think it's Mike Lennon this week. It's, it's honestly, is it really that? It much doesn't matter. It doesn't it's, matter. No. Um, 49ers, Bengals. This is an interesting one. It's a good one. I'm going with the Bengals. I think they're the better team. I think. I don't care that the 49ers is six and six. I don't think that they're a very good football team. I think they're too inconsistent. Um, their offense either shows up or it doesn't week to week. I, that's enough for me to pick the Bengals. How many picks do you think Jimmy Garoppolo throws this week? I would say if the, if the number is one and a half, I'm taking the over. I was going to say two, so I, yeah. I respect that. Yeah. Um, I mean, look, Joe Burrow had a little bit of a tough week last week at a couple of key turns. Well, he had the fumble was not on him, obviously, but he had a couple of key picks. Um, But he's still a very good quarterback and Jamar Chase and Joe Mixon are going to get them back on track. Yeah. I'm also taking the Bengals here. Um, Bill's Bucks, probably up second best game of the week. 
I was going to say second best game of the week. I had to score. Um, surprisingly, I'm going to take the Bills in this one. You know, I've always been a big fan of the Bills. They've been very, very inconsistent this year. I did not see it coming. But I, after a really tough loss to the Pats where they didn't throw the ball. <laughs> um, Wait, can we, just, can we just bring that up real quick before you continue? Yeah, it's ridiculous. The Pats won a game throwing the ball three times. Only completing two. Only completing two. For an entire game, they threw the ball three times. Unbelievable. And they won. Unbelievable. All right, sorry, continue. Makes no sense. Anyways, I got the Bills. I think that they're going to be, I know I've said this countless times this season, but I think they're going to be pissed. I think dropping to the seventh seed in the AFC playoff picture with teams like the Chargers and Bengals ahead of them, I think that'll be a lot of motivation for one, their defense to show up big time against Brady and the Bucks. And two, I think Josh Allen, he needs to have one of those performances that is just like, wow, he's actually a franchise quarterback. I am hoping that I'm right about this game. I'm a little concerned about my pick, but I'm sticking with the Bills. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go the other way on this one. I, the Bills, I think you're a team that is really underperformed this year. Yeah, for um, sure. They were, we thought they were locks to win the AFC East. And right now they are sitting a game out with the Pats in the driver's seat. Yeah. Um, they really can't afford to lose this game. So they may be playing with some desperation, but the Bucks also really want to lock up that number one seat. So they're also going to be playing with some desperation. And I just think the Bucks are a better football team. And Josh Allen, to me, I just don't know where he's at right now. I really don't know. We don't know which Josh Allen we're going to get. And I haven't been too impressed with him. And look, I think it's going to be a shootout. I think he'll have a better day because I don't think the Bucks defense is that good. No. But I think Brady's going to get the job this week and really put the Bucks in that driver's seat for the one seed. I mean, listen, Brady against the Bills, uh, that's enough right there. But – I, I'm not going to disagree with anything you said. I'm still taking the Bills because I'm taking the Bills. That's why. <laughs> Look, I'm taking the Lions. You're taking the Bills. We're in the same yeah. boat. Yeah. Bears-Packers is the Sunday night game. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers still into the Bears. I'm taking the Packers. <laughs> that's that's it. Um, Matt, Matt Nagy is coaching the Bears. Andy Dalton is quarterback of the Bears. I'm taking the Packers. Yeah. I think that's equally as logical as Aaron Rodgers owns the Bears. It is. It is. Um, I mean, did you well, did you see on Thanksgiving the Bears Lions timeout fiasco? No, I wasn't able to watch that game. God, it was a disaster. Dan Campbell called two timeouts in a row, mm. and then <laughs> the Bear, the Lions had two guys running off the field. And the Bears had to call one of their timeouts instead of letting the Lions blow their last one because they had the play clock running down. It was the funniest thing I've ever seen. I don't think I've ever seen a moment where two coaches are running over to the official to try and call timeout at the same time. That's so bad (laughs) coaching. Um, He's gone Mm. at the end of the season, 100%. Thanksgiving was probably a good time for him to go. Yeah. 
Although after the holidays, you know, be nice. Um, after. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, no debate here. We're, we're both taking the Packers. Um, Rogers does not have COVID tell. Yeah. All right. Last game of the week before we get in the winners and losers and wrap it up so no one can get some falafel. Um, Rams cards in Arizona. Game of the week. 100%. Game of the week. But I'm predicting a Cardinals beatdown. I'm doing it. People, people need to start putting some respect on the Cardinals name. They do. I listen. The Cardinals, there is a reason why they are 10 and 2. They're the best team in the NFL right now. Um the Rams have had a bad couple of what four or five weeks. They beat up the Jaguars last last week, but that's not Yay. that hard to do. Um, like you said before, Matthew Stafford on prime time is not a recipe for success. Uh, the Cardinals get they have Kyler back, they have D Hop back, offense looking good, defense one of the best in the NFL, still somehow underrated. I got the Cardinals in this one and. I think they'll win it pretty handedly too. Um, I don't need to say anything because you said literally everything I was going to say. No. Uh, all I'll say is I will also take the Cardinals. Um, and that'll be it for our picks segment. We'll get to Adam and see what he picks. Uh, hopefully he picks Texas his picks before the Thursday night game. Um, but let's move on to our last segment of the week, winners and losers. Who's your winner of the week this week, Noah? Winner of the week for me, Houston Rockets. I mean, is there anything else to say? They were 1-16, in 1-18, in I don't even know. They were on the pace to be the worst team in NBA history. And then out of nowhere, they win seven, eight games in a row without Jalen Green. Yeah. Easy winner. Easy winner of the week. I mean, look, no one saw this coming. No. I mean, who knows how many more they'll win? Yeah. And look, we thought they were going to be terrible. I still think they're not very good. No, 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 no. The Rockets are not a good team, but they've won eight in a row. (laughs) But this is, but this is a huge, no, but I think this is a huge step for them. It's really good to get any sort of momentum, especially when you're tanking. Um, and seven in a row is nothing to sneeze at. They haven't beaten yeah. all bad teams either. They've beaten the Bucks and the Nets in that stretch as well. Yeah. So yeah. it's it saved uh, Steven Silas's job. I wonder if they just like Steven Silas. That might just be it. Yeah. <laughs> My winner of the week has to be the Detroit Lions. It has to be. I mean, come on. Come on. Last yeah. look, they did put themselves into that situation by running a pass play on fourth and one from their own 30. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, giving the Vikings the ball in their territory and forcing themselves yeah. to drive down the field. But Jared Goff drove down the field and won the game. Yeah. So. Never and, seen it before. No. And, well, not under someone not named Sean McVay either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like, I know Dan Campbell's not the best coach. I really like him as, as a guy who coaches, you know, I, I think he's a fun guy. Yeah. I really like yeah. him. I'm, I'm happy for Dan Campbell, happy for the city of Detroit and the Detroit Lions. Winner of the week, Detroit. Yeah. Uh, who is your loser? 
another easy one. The MLB and the MLB fans. I mean, a lockout sucks. We want baseball. We want the hot stove. We want winter meetings, man. Fuck the owners. Fuck Rob Manfred. Get their shit together. Give the players what they deserve and end this lockout. Fuck, man. It's, ah, it frustrates the hell out of me. Yeah, uh, that was go- that was one of mine on my list that I had. That's I completely agree with you. The fact that, especially after what they went through this season with how much fun and how many people were brought back to baseball because of this season, yeah. to then follow it with a lockout, the first lockout in 25 years is a disaster, an absolute yeah. disaster. Rob Manfred is a joke. Yeah, he's a terrible commissioner. Commissioner needs to be fired or stepped down or whatever the fuck it is. He needs to be, he's worse for the game of baseball than Pete Rose ever was. That's, that's strong words. Strong words. Am I, am I wrong? No, you're not. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> My loser of the week. I was looking through loser of the week this week and I stumbled upon a team who is about to get evicted from their own arena. Mm, yep that's right the arizona coyotes have not paid their taxes on their stadium and will be evicted from their stadium as of december 20th i mean come on (laughs) come on man really it's a joke of of an organization i mean like there's a joke but like there's a like I, i don't even know what to say I'm at a loss for words. <laughs> like, how? How? It's, they're such a shitty organization. There's just beyond a level of incompetence for that. Yeah. Um, well, that'll be all for this week. We ended on that note. It's been a good pod. Um, we may or may not have Adam back next week. He, he may. Be, I think he. I think he's off of school. Hopefully. Um, and we'll have our we new can help. Um, we'll have our new segments back. So we'll catch you guys next week. Thanks for listening. It's been a good hour or so. We'll see what happens when it gets edited down. Thank y'all and see you next week.